This week I was at work for some reason, started thinking about construction paper. Oh, there's construction going on next to my office, but not paper. And have you ever thought about like, why is it called construction paper? Because it is some of the most like flimsy, easable, easily huh. like rippable, terrible. You get like one single tier on a const- piece of construction paper and it like falls apart. Whereas like I can have a million tiers of my diary and that shit still holds together so well. In your diarrhea? <laughs> In my diary. Oh, I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? No, when you said construction paper, my first thought was diabetes. You, you remember her, that like where Drag Race like spliced together? This hat that I'm wearing is made of a duct tape roll and a piece of construction paper. I don't remember that. Well, it was delightfully camp. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Fawn, you're back. You're not sick anymore. Hello. We missed you. Aw, thank you. (laughs) I'm sick. Oh, that should be on the soundboard. Honestly. I'm so excited for these new sounds that we have on our board. Um everyone like I, we, I feel like we said for weeks that we were going to add things and i just never got around to it but we there's na- still some that i know we're forgetting yeah <laughs> and we'll come across it please let us know in a five-star review if there's any sounds that you would like for us to include on our soundboard but one of them i'm most excited for is cue the sniper <laughs> i'm so <laughs> like <laughs> that moment was everything <laughs> Well, Fawn, what have you been up to? I know you've been sick for a little bit. Like, what's what's going on in the forest? Um, just kind of like trying to get back to taking care of myself. Because, like, what's that? Right. Um, <laughs> I think for so like basically January on, I was go 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 mm-hmm. and for the gold. Yeah. Um. Do 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 the boom. Um. <laughs> Baby shark. Do do. Uh, yeah. So January was like jam packed with drag, and then I went to Disney, which is not restful at all. No. And then February was packed with drag, and so like I think it all finally like caught up to me. Yeah. Um, because I woke up on a Thursday, had a fever, mm. I had a headache. I stayed in bed literally all day and slept all day, and then. Friday, I was fine. Friday, I think it was literally like I just needed to give myself rest. Yeah, because my body was like doing too much, and like I know that's what it was because my body does it every time I do this. Right, it's a habit. It's like I know your name's Fawn, but you've only got two legs. Stop running around twice as fast. Right, and I also think like my sleep quality hasn't been as great me being vulnerable on the pod what um, <laughs> well so early because like i think i'm actually gonna at some point i've got to save money because i've got shit insurance and it's gonna cost a lot of money try to go get tested for sleep apnea oh um, okay. 
You're going to get one of those machines. Hopefully not. My mom has it, but she has like this mouthpiece that's not a machine. She just has to put this mouthpiece in every night. And it, hopefully mine won't be that severe and I can just do that. Is it like those pieces that you wear for those card games where you get the funny little sayings and you have to talk like that's just how the no, time? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking and then you try to read. <laughs> it's more like a... Uh, it always reminds me when I see your, it reminds me of like a mouth guard that like a basketball or football player would have. Oh, kinky. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine trying to give a blowjob with that. Right? Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing with us about your mom's medical history You're on welcome. the show. Because <laughs> like, I've got a sleep uh, monitoring app that I pay for. Oh. And especially like last week, my, at the time of recording last week, um, was getting like four and a half hours of sleep, but an hour and a half of that would be snoring. Interesting. And so like when you're snoring, you don't get as good quality sleep. I did not clock you as a heavy snorer. Are well, you are you like shake the wall snore? This week I've been getting like eight minutes of snoring, so I don't know why. Is that bad? Not a lot of snoring is good. Okay, okay, okay. A lot of snoring is bad. So I think that's also part of it. Cause like also when I snore a lot, my like throat hurts which is like a normal thing like i've googled it because i didn't want to be like sick yeah i get paranoid (laughs) but i hear you i mean i i totally identify with how everything has just been go 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 and in fact like it is starting to catch up with me as well um but i am hanging in there i'm gonna hold out strong at least until national miss comedy queen is done um i also just got my contract to be i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but I'm gonna I'm gonna be at a a festival for drag soon, um, and I'm very I just I got mean, my contract. For I that. assume that I know which one that you're talking yeah, about. I think everyone does. I mean, it's announced. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna be a I featured was about artist. To say, you've been announced. It's, yeah, it's on you? there, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be. I just didn't know if I could. Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna be a featured artist at the Austin International Drag Festival. So I'm whoop, super whoop. excited for that. I just am hoping that in between all these big trips, I'm just gonna sleep so much um if you're anything like me you won't right well last night like i just i I don't know i just it's like my checklist doesn't know how to turn off and so i'm just like oh my god i need to do this i need to do this i need to do this but right now i need to sleep that that's that's (laughs) exactly how it was for me last week yeah um because it was like i would go to bed and i'm like i haven't started on my look for sasha colby i haven't started on my look for brunch because at one point i thought i was going to be making a new long look for brunch but i which is also the same day as the twat luck that we're both in yes um and i was like i haven't made my i've got to make a new look for twat luck and i've also got to make my partner's look for twat luck and i also still haven't gotten the airbnb get behind the sewing machine come on it's time and i was like i also haven't made my look or i haven't like gotten the airbnb for atlanta for sasha colby yet and it's just like all of these things and looking at getting a new place to live. And it's just like all of this chaos that my brain doesn't know how to stop. I think it's the spring. Like spring is just, it's the busiest time of year for me. And especially working at a college, like that March, April time period, it's like everyone wants to plan their last project. Then they want to squeeze in that last event to show that they got the best numbers ever, you know, in in that time frame. And it is, it's a, that was a lot of it. it really, really is. Yeah. In fact, I just went, I just got back from taking students to the Clinton Global Initiative University, which was this really cool conference that we got to go to where um, basically some, some of my students chose, uh, chose to um, identify a problem in the world and a solution to it. And then they were accepted to go and 
collaborate with other future young world leaders. And we got to hear from Pete Buttigieg. We got to hear from all of the Clintons. I like shook hands with Chelsea Clinton. That was super duper cool. Um, and they, they got to, is that the daughter? Yes. And so I don't, I don't know the children of the president very well. I think Chelsea's their only daughter, but yeah, I got to meet her. She was really, really cool. I made her laugh. Uh, so I felt, I felt like I did my job. (laughs) And um, you it, said, and I'm flapjack. I, well, I, I I told everyone, but I didn't tell her that. I told her my non-track name. But um, anyways, the so you know, and just a lot of traveling is happening, and it's it's super busy. You met the Clintons, and you said, "Hi, I'm flapjack from Hi, season horse. four of Camp Wanakiki. Did you watch it yet? You should go watch it on Out TV." <laughs> I can just imagine it, but it was it was pretty crazy. Like to. I was like on the fourth row with my students and then I I just looked up and I was like, I could, if I, well, probably couldn't if I wanted to, but theoretically I could just touch the Clintons right now. You know, like they're right there. The closest I ever got to but Bill Service. Clinton was uh, at the Hall of Presidents in Disney. Oh, well that counts. He was, he was pretty waxy. <laughs> I bet. Um, so yeah so i had that going on this morning at the time of recording i just got off the air with sleep in cinema out at substrate radio yes how was that it was really fun you know they they asked me to come on to talk about national miss comedy queen but it was the same time so it's like a a a radio show about movies right and they usually like review a, a movie each week but this week since the oscars is sunday so at the time of this recording sunday, that's sunday, tomorrow sunday. we were talking about the oscars and as i have famously never seen a movie it was a little difficult for me to discuss all of these you were like i can talk about everything everywhere all yes, at once. and i did a lot um but also brendan fraser is up for a lot of things so i what it, was he at the whale the who the whale it's this movie it's about um, is it about jonah no, no, no. It's a it's about a man who is like and it's I, I'm a probably going to butcher this. I'm <laughs> yeah. canceled. But right. It's a man but it's a man who is like so um severely overweight that he is not able oh, to no, like I feel bad for making jokes. I know. I was like I'm trying to get this out before you. <laughs> but it's also called the whale and I have not seen it, right? So if, forgive me if I'm butchering this, but the the premise is that he's like secluded, not able to leave his own apartment oh, like his sad. caregiver comes in. But the um, they asked me to kind of be the expert on like the hair and makeup and the costuming and, and give my opinions on that. And I have seen a lot of the work that went into the prosthetics for the whale because Brendan Fraser had to gain some weight for this, but they also like piled on the prosthetics. And I think it, um, I don't know. I think it has a good shot at winning some things. I love prosthetics. So, yeah. It's, it, 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 I think it's going to be good. Prosthesis. Are you excited for the Oscars at all? Um, I always like award season for the red carpet. Yep. Me too. That's really the main reason I get excited about award season. And I've missed most of award season this yeah. year. But it, but we're seeing more and more like non-binary fashion moments on the red carpet now. And I'm like, <laughs> I just love go. watching it live. Like that's the only time that you'll catch me watching E is like <laughs> for the red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I feel that I have to plug, um, sorry, just to keep things moving, but, uh, the national Miss comedy queen pageant is next week. So I know that there is a lot of causes going on right now, which we're going to talk about today in this episode, but that you may want to provide your financial support to you. If you have some uh, ability to also support me and my package for national Miss comedy queen, I have a fundraising goal of $5,000. Uh, so if you can, 
uh, find that link in my bio on Instagram. It has all the different ways you can support me there, whether it's from buying merch, sending me a tip, binging this podcast. All of those are ways that you can financially support me as I'm preparing to go in just a, a little while. Also, Camp Wanakiki uh, announced that they are going to give uh, myself, Vivian Vendetta Sinclair, and Xenon TV, formerly known as Vivica Galactica, uh, 100% of proceeds for merch that has our face on it, sold, um, or just our face on it, um, that, that is sold on their website to us in support of Comedy Queen for Hell this yeah. year. So, hey, go buy some Camp Wanakiki merch and um, support me in the show. Nice. And that is going to be March 21st through 23rd. If you want to travel on down to support Flap there, I'm Please. sure she would love having some familiar, friendly faces in the audience cheering her on. That would be amazing. Yeah. I don't want to go alone. Um, but also, we have some other shows that we want to plug as well that are flapping and fawning specific. Um, so we have the second Wednesday of every month. The, our, we have Drag Bingo at Highwire Brewery at 7.30. The next one will be Wednesday, April 12th. And I have to say the one that we had this week was so fun. Yeah. Like we, <laughs> oh, now we wore our non-binary pride looks forgetting that it was National Women's Day. So International um, Women's international, Day. Uh, we offended every national, woman in the world, not just the U.S. one. But, uh, I loved our... Uh, you know, you have like celebrations, you know, I yeah. thought that our bingo words for this one were really funny. Like the, um, what was her name? Chelsea Ireland, because that's where Chelsea's going get, to get eloped. Yes. <laughs> that was like, yeah. Anyways, come out to bingo. It's a, it's a hoot of a time. We also have on Thursday, May 18th, Roast in Peace, Angel Face, which is going to be at Birmingham Festival Theater. Come on out. That's going to be a great time. Our lineup will be announced soon. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, we do know a few people that will be in attendance in the audience that are going to be having birthdays that night. Ooh, it's, this is going to be a great show. It's like we have One of birth, them is going to be their death. 30th birthday. 30th? Yeah. It's not you, is it? No. Oh, wait, no. Is he? Is it? It's Taurine. Taurine. Oh, my God. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, I'm excited. Um, also, we uh, we would appreciate if you would get flapping and fawning merch. That is available at the link in the description of this podcast. Episode. The mugs are so great. You can have tea, coffee, hot cocoa, milk. And look at us. Um, wine. Yeah. Um, in, any, come. Any, yeah, anything that fits in a mug. You can you can make a mug cake. Remember it. when that was a trend? Oh yeah, mug the pandemic cakes. was a wild time. But that was way before the pandemic that that was a thing. Oh really? I remember making them back when I was in high school. Hmm. You went to high school? Yeah. It's <laughs> one of the few things that I graduated <laughs> from. I didn't know you you could graduate. Uh, well, I'm kidding. I uh, mean, it was just a tiny private Christian school, so you know the education was uh, shit. Yes, yes. Well, I'm sure you prayed for that degree. Yep. So, prayed for some other things, too. I do also want to say... <laughs> Trauma! That, <laughs> right. I do also want to say that we um, will be reading five-star reviews for the podcast, so if you uh, can leave one of those on Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page, you will hear your very own words from our mouth holes to your ear holes. So, make sure you go leave that five-star review. Well, why don't we take a break and get into all this trauma mama that's going on in the world. Oh, crrr. And we are back with our special guest of the week, Biggie Taters, all the way from Tennessee. Biggie, welcome to the pod. Oh, I'm dirty round and straight from the ground. 
<laughs> oh my God, Biggie, we're so excited to have you. Thanks for, for jumping in. I know it was kind of a last minute request, but I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. Um, can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself as well as your pronouns? Yeah, so um, my pronouns, I had to really think about that. Wow. Um, <laughs> they're they, them, she, her, really doesn't matter. Um, just kind of a femme thing. Okay. Um, thing capitalized proper noun <laughs> got it <laughs> we love a, a capital um, so T. my my dog is a little campy it's a little zesty yeah i'm a little curvy with scurvy <laughs> um, not the scurvy my teeth fall out all the time um i just have a very good flipper in and out of drag flipper but i barely know her i would have never clocked that uh, as somebody that no, is friends with you on facebook lie. i was just making a scurvy joke because oh. um, <laughs> Right uh, over food my desert. head. Food desert. We, we, I don't know. We <laughs> like humor here at Flapping and Fawning. <laughs> and you know, it wouldn't fun. be an episode if a joke didn't go over somebody's head. Right. That, that's what we do. I like to have fun. It, I love it. So how long have you been doing drag? Um, This is cursed. About three years now. Oh, same. But I, yeah. So like COVID baby. Well, drag baby. Yeah, I, I was like, I would do. Um, so I saw Drag Race when it first came out, and I think I was about 11 or 10 or something like that. And I was like, oh, wow. my God, I want to do this so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of did. Um, Let's get this roast to cooking. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I want to cook these taters. Um, mm. Okay, so I, I know that we... So one of the reasons that we wanted to talk with you today was because of the news coming out of Tennessee about the drag bands. And, you know, we're your neighbors right here from Alabama. So I was just wondering if you could shed some light on the situation. Like, what what's the situation like in Tennessee? Um, Gross. Mm. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of just going to be really lighthearted about it because no, you're... I'm just tired of being beaten down and like... I honestly, like, okay, Billy, with your little short skirt and the little yearbook, come on now, like, exactly. we know what's up with the little, with the little, I forget his name, but he's on, like, you know, and I say this lovingly, like, twink Instagram pages. Oh, like, yeah, you're oh, talking about the lieutenant governor? Yeah. Um, what's his name? McNally? Yeah, I, um, I have ADHD and I'm on an edible, so I don't remember names very well. <laughs> Hey, that is a perfect combo for flapping and fawning, if you ask me. Honestly. Uh, That's why to listen to the episodes, too. But, I mean, that is truly the wild thing about these bills. It's like, so these things are happening in Tennessee, and we know that closet cases are a thing, right? But the call's coming from inside the house. Truly. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous, and we know that, like, all right, so we have in the South those pep rallies where all the young child boys you know, get and drag themselves as cheerleaders or whatever. They do the thing. Powder There's puff. child tree rampant throughout the South. There's Mardi Gras. There's Hooters. Think about it. Like, it's right. absolute ductus bonkers bananas. Exactly. And, you know, it's... Their arguments it's, are dull. It's so wild that like all of these things that are so normal, right? They're so, but they're heteronormative. They're they're okay if they're sexual, but if they're in that heteronormative format, right? Or like being in a fraternity and doing a womanless beauty pageant. Oh yeah, okay, um, guilty. Yeah, I mean same, <laughs> same. But now Listen, I actually cross dress. 
Um, but I, I don't know if you saw the interview with Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Governor McNally when he was apologizing uh, after the social media posts came up, you know, came out like on the one hand, I'm, I'm angry, right? It's like you are this queer person who is just too scared to come out and you're going to go and oppress other queer people. But on the other hand, but at the same time, I just feel so sad for him. Like he, he, it is very upsetting. Like it um, is very upsetting. Imagine the the different type of life he could have led if he had just accepted who he was. And and I'm, gonna tell you, I'm sorry. No, you're not great. Interrupt. So, go go ahead. Like when I was in the University of Tennessee, I was the mascot. I was Smokey Junior. Come on, Smokey Junior. I was the pledge president of a business fraternity, Alpha Kappa Psi. I did all this shit. I was an orientation leader for UT. And let me tell you, as soon as, as soon as some shit happened to me that wasn't socially acceptable, that they were mm. able to jump on for, um, the support I had basically null. Um, oh so we know, so we know that, you know, when you do show your true self around these parts, you know, your <laughs> professional heteronormative passing life is completely changed if not ruined right right um which sucks because he's a grandfather he's a father um but you know like you said he's putting these other people like me in a place where we have to be like all right you're twink chasing yep (laughs) right and it's also that almost seems to be a trend in politics right now because tennessee is not the first place this has happened because it's been huge with uh santos oh god like this what is with this trend right now in politics of these closet cases yeah it's so bizarre and and i really i'm like harvey milk said come out come out wherever you are please just do it (laughs) you know there's no there's nothing productive that's coming from oppressing these other people you're not proving anything to anyone so if that's why you're doing it just stop right this isn't the conjuring we're not playing hide and clap (laughs) right and we also probably already know just as well as your friends and other like coworkers, like work but like you know if you're gonna lie be good at it right yes uh i don't know a very wise person i i know once said if you're gonna lie make it a whopper make it a big one yeah well biggie we remember it that way (laughs) (laughs) right so biggie where are you from in tennessee and is it um do you feel that the climate is different or unique to your area versus other areas in tennessee so i'm originally i was born in knoxville but right now currently i live in johnson city but you know my family is all in knoxville and maribel so it's all east tennessee related so like kind of far from nashville like around two hours so i can't really speak you know i've done a lot of chicken shit gigs as people <laughs> <say>. <laughs> you Relatable. know but i also have done really great gigs and i've done really amazing things and like i felt community from all sorts of venues all sorts of spaces around here like people that you wouldn't expect you yeah. know um, and it's lovely, but also we do experience this backlash and it is mostly online and like people, oh. I don't know. I'm like in Knoxville, it's a pretty socially liberal area as far as Tennessee goes, you know how it is like, you know, I absolutely. I mean, we, we've experienced that in Birmingham too. Like the, I know that we had a couple of 
flapping and fawning like for our podcast posts that got a lot of attention um, from the, the, the kind of people you want to make mad, but also it can be scary. So I get that. Whereas the people I meet in person yeah. are all very kind and supportive. Um, yeah. So what, what kind of, to- sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask like, what kind of activism have you seen in Tennessee recently? And, um, one one other piece of that is a lot of the, our listeners are young drag artists who this may be their first time in a situation where they want to go be involved in activism. Do you have any um, advice for them? Yeah, so I'm 23 work. Um, <laughs> oh, I live. Come on. Yeah, so I am actually still fetus, but like <laughs> the thing is like. I don't know. There's an entire life out there. I need you to make friends. I need you to mm-hmm. like, you do not have to put yourself in harm's way to prove anything to anybody. True. You need to connect to people. You need to connect to safe people that are good for you. And when you do that, like the amount of opportunities and possibilities that will open up in your life as a young queer person, it'll just, it'll electrify your life. Oh, that is so true. That is so well said. You, and you know what? That deserves a huge. Dang, dog. <laughs> Are you familiar with um, Glow Up? Dang, dang dong. Dang, dong. <laughs> no, that, but but you're so right. Like, you definitely want to surround yourself with those people who are going to be supportive. Yes. Um, Later this week, we're releasing an episode about drag activism, and we're, we're talking about the ways to stay safe. And it is important to know who your allies are, who your resources are, Absolutely. when you're in those moments. Um, so, do you have? Do you, are there any organizations that you would recommend supporting if people are just not sure how to get involved, not sure where to send their support right now? Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so no, I'm not talking about me as a person. I was asking who me. Oh yes, that? yes, you you are our resident Tennessee expert for now. Oh work. Okay, so um specifically in my area, I would like to shout out like um in Knoxville there is a coffee shop called South Press Coffee. Um okay. the owner is Fish. It is trans owned. Um she has so many fucking resources. She is the sweetest like human being that I've ever met. <laughs> she has a really good TikTok. Um, they have a queer library in the space. Um, it's like very vintage and every drink is actually delicious and it's so good. And like that is where I would go just to like if you need to message anyone like in this area. That is where you need to go. That is where you need to make friends. But other than that, I'm kind of, I'm kind of local brained. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's that's wonderful. You said it's called South Press Coffee. Yes. South Press Coffee. So yes, listeners, please go and support South Press Coffee if you're in the Tennessee area. Um, and also, that can be a good safe space for you. Um, Botanica Studio. Um, just to let you know, they are like some of my best friends in the world. They're reopening a shop, and they have like federally legal medicinal THCA flower and all of the edibles that you could ever dream of. And that helps me so much because like, yeah, when I'm the anxiety that I have living around here, like 
the amount of times that I've had to explain to like gas station employees at like 9:59 while I'm trying to get a lighter before the gig. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, I've seen you before, but you look different. <laughs> <laughs> with, I bet it's different. with that exact accent too. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Oh, I, like, I, I thought uh, Becky was about to be like, "What accent?" <laughs> um, oh no, no. It, it's real bad when I get like sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So South Press Coffee Botanica Studio. I think that is a great point. Like mental yeah. health is definitely gonna be a, a tough thing to like, keep healthy. And yeah, coffee and weed, girl, get yourself right. <laughs> and especially like with coffee shop, it's so great to have a queer coffee shop mm-hmm. because it gives yes. a place for queer people that's not a bar. For your yes. underage people, for your sober people, like it gives. And a- they do have adult shows. Like sometimes after hours, they have cabarets, they have king shows, they have everything. Wow, that is incredible. Um, at Birmingham, let's get on board with this. I mean, Auburn has a coffee shop like, like a, a queer, queer coffee, coffee shop, shop. Oh. yeah skittles the drag queen and yeah. Auburn runs that coffee shop work okay but. awesome well uh biggie where can our listeners get connected with you and is there anything that you would like to plug yeah so um i'm at biggie taters on instagram and tiktok B-I-G-G-I-E-T-A-T-E-R-S. I'm going to be in Austin for the Austin International Drag <gasps> Festival on April 6th and 9th. Yes, me too. Oh my God, I can't wait to meet you in yeah. person. Flapjack was literally yeah. just talking about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, also in and Austin, then, um, they, they have a nice coffee, like queer coffee shop, uh, Joe's coffee shop. Anyways, unrelated. Yes, keep going. Hell yeah. So um, there's also on April 28th, um, the Botanica studio that I mentioned, um, we're going to be doing a wheat stock festival with infused festival foods. Geneva Convention's going to be there. Ebony yes. Delight there. I'm going to be there. Ruby Rose is going to be there. Belladonna de Fresne is going to be there. Jim Brulee is going to be there. It's going to be a fucking party. Yes. Hell yeah. We may have to take a little trip up to Botanica studio on April 28th. That sounds amazing. Uh, well biggie oh my god i'm so excited that you were able to talk with us and and shed some light on the situation in tennessee today i think it's it's really helpful and really important that um we as your neighbors and fellow queer people are able to support y'all in the cause as much as we can but also to know that y'all are kind of leading the charge because i'm sure it won't be long until these exact same things are happening in alabama and other states um, around the country as well so Again, thank you for joining us today. But don't go just yet because it's time for our favorite segment. It's time for our flop of the week. This is a completely unhinged, uninterrupted rant that all of us will get the chance to go on. And basically, you just tell us what your flop of the week is. You can be as loud as you want, as angry as you want. The more minor, the better of an issue. I I love it. I want to hear the flop of the week. So, Fawn is going to get us started. You ready? Yes. All right. So, Fawn, your timer starts in three, two, one. My flop of the week is Amazon fucking wigs that come in fucking already worn, ratted, <laughs> braided, cut.
cut lace with a fucking leave in it. Cue like, the sniper. Like I fucking this week got a wig that I have for this upcoming Sasha fucking Colby gig that I need for a specific look. And I like it's a wig that I fully could rehab, but I shouldn't have to rehab a wig that I'm buying brand new off of Amazon. Disgusting. Seconds. So that I had to like rush order a new wig. And I don't know that this wig is going to be able to be styled in time. And I'm panicking about it. And I'm like, no, this is for Sasha motherfucking Colby Amazon. Get your goddamn shit together. <laughs> 15 like, seconds. I'm not paying for this wig for it to be complete garbage when it comes into me i know how to fix the wig but i shouldn't have to fix a brand new fucking wig like this is so <laughs> uh, five seconds uh, three two one <laughs> yes thank you fawn that was great and that's why amazon wigs are fawn's flop of the week well done that's what i get for going with a brand that i don't normally buy from right biggie have you ever had that happen to you um, I can't say that situation in particular. <laughs> I've I've gotten a few, but also I'm afraid I may have been guilty of a few of these things because I have returned things to Amazon and gotten money for it that were um not in the best condition. Yeah, but that's not your fault if you return it. It's Amazon's job to like check those things that get returned. <laughs> Let's yes. be real. So true. Also, I get nervous about buying used wigs you know i lice is not someone that i want visiting me i mean no. i don't think you have to worry about it because lice only visits clean heads <laughs> i'm the sloppiest head <laughs> on this podcast right now okay. i take scurvy. offense to that <laughs> oh not the scurvy <laughs> eat your oranges okay it's it's my turn for the flop of the week are you going to time it for me? Yes. Work. Okay. Three, two, one. My flop of the week is people who respond with just thank you to an email. Do you realize how full my inbox already is? Do you not realize that I'm working my ass off every second of the day trying to respond to these ever accumulating emails? So you're just going to respond thank you to something just because you want the last word. I can't stand it. And my question is this. Where does it stop? Where? Because once I got seconds. I got so fed up when someone said thank you. I responded, you're welcome. And then they responded and say, well, have a nice day. And I was just like, where, where are we going to stop? Is it? Are we, do we have to go on a coffee date or something after this? When does the conversation just end? Yes, it makes me want to scream, God damn it! Because every time I hear that little 15 seconds from the Outlook inbox, and all it says is, thank you, smiley face. I want to take my fist and put it through the screen. So please stop responding thank you to emails because that's not productive. And that's why thank you emails are my flop of the week. Flame, flames, flames <laughs> on the side of my face. Have y'all ever dealt with that? Thank you emails that get on your nerves? Or is that just me? I don't typically have a line of work that I deal with a lot of emails. Oh, you don't email? I, I, I ignore my emails. I'm pretty sure I have like 69,000. <laughs> um, if you 69. saw my iPhone mail app right now, 86,237 unread emails. You people are insane. <laughs> like, Can I ask your sign? Oh, mine? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to share it because people always judge me, but I'm a Scorpio. 
I love that. Come on, Goth. <laughs> Biggie, what's your sign? Double Aries Sagittarius. Oh, I'm a Capricorn with a Aries Moon and Rising. <gasps> I love that. Are, Biggie, are you like super into um, horoscopes? Uh, well, okay. So, like, I just think they're cute, but like, I'm more <laughs> so into tarot reading and like some other New Age bullshit. Oh, but okay. I I say that lovingly, like yeah. as a joke. <laughs> well, so I I keep reading these um like the I, I I would only ever really care about the horoscopes when it came to like compatibility. But what's funny to me is every relationship I had prior to the one I'm in right now, it was like you you signs are perfect for each other. You're gonna be so happy and sexually intimate all the time. But then the person that I married is an Aries, so it's like. It's like do not. It says avoid at all costs. Volatile <laughs> result. <laughs> and, and I wonder sometimes if that's why I feel like we're both just like constantly doing things. I, I, like I can totally tell that we're both hard headed and like really inspired by a certain vision. You and Danny hard headed. Hard headed. Something's hard. Something's headed. I would have never guessed. Headed straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love it because Danny is so straight to the point with me, you know, but I feel like we're like able to, we don't have to worry as much about feelings. Like sometimes we're like, you, you hurt my feelings, but otherwise it's like, bitch, that looks bad. And it's like, okay, thank you. I knew. Let me tell you, <laughs> Danny will be the first person to tell you exactly oh, yeah. how he feels. <laughs> I kind of love that. Yeah. It's, it's good to have that. Person, no sugar coating. Right. Even though his name's bomb bomb. All right, Biggie, it's time for your flop of the week. Are you ready? Are you oh. mad? All right, let me get my mouth moistened. <laughs> yeah, lubricate. All right, enough KY jelly in there to fucking drown a kid. <laughs> All right, give us the countdown, Fawn. Three, two, one, go. All right, I fucking hate weak insults out of nowhere, particularly <laughs> online. Give me the old razzle-dazzle. Say it with your chest. Also... <laughs> Make sure your page is public and you've posted as many pictures and or videos as me, so I may provide my own personal opinion on the matter of that weak shit. (laughs) um, Being like homophobic, transphobic, racist, whatever you want to say, that shit's weak. Come up with something new, create a story, build a hero's journey, shape a narrative. Here's some ammo to inspire you. I went to math camp. I'm time blind. I smell like allegedly. I'm diabetic. I wear thick glasses. I got an angry toad poopa. I have a cryptid. I'm a Bigfoot supporter. I want a tentacle dildo, and sometimes pork freaks me out. And that's all I have. To I'm 15 done. seconds. Oh, oh, that's it. Well, no c- more. Oh, you got it all done. And thank you, Biggie, for that flop of the week. <laughs> they said, I don't even need the full 60 seconds. I can get it done quicker. Yeah, they were like, I got this. I got this. Oh, my God. I, there was so much in there. <laughs> so much to unpack here. I am obsessed with you, Biggie. Um, the, I th- I'm obsessed with you. I thought the funniest thing when you said I'm time blind and then fall immediately is like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I don't need it. <laughs> right. Uh, Come on now. That was so funny. Do y'all remember <laughs> Lady Maga? Blind. Oh, yeah. She's still around. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Lady Maga. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, I would love to fight her. Oh yeah! If there's one person I could punch in the face, find Biggie Taters. I'm about 260 pounds of beef. <laughs> Not taters. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what's that? Oh, what's that song? Because I'm a vegetarian, so I ain't fucking scared of them. <laughs> All potatoes. Come on, uh, Irish potato famine. Oh no, I pissed off the Irish. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Biggie, it has been an absolute delight having you on the pod with us today. Thank you so much for coming and crossing streams with us. Thank you for crossing dresses with me. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> well, is there anything that you would like to plug before we take a break? At Biggie Taters, at Biggie Taters, I have OnlyFans too. At Biggie Taters. Ooh. Y'all go support Biggie. Bye. <laughs> And we are back, no longer with our favorite side dish, Biggie Taters. You know we love some food on the pod. We do. I mean, Fong can be a, a food. Venison. Yeah. Why not? We love some flapjack. I feel like we've had some other food on the pod, but maybe not. I don't think we have. I mean, saliva is kind of close. It's Godiva. 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 Angel, like angel cake. I think that's it. Twat. Although I'd eat Lily St. Queer up. Twat. Twat. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could you could eat twat, theoretically. It's at the top of the food pyramid. All righty. All right. So there are lots of events going on in the world that we want to talk about. Um, but first, we are going to talk about what we are watching right now. So obviously, Drag Race Season 15 is going on. We Since our the last time we spoke about Drag Race, we watched Episode 8, like the first eight episodes of Season 15. And since then, um, there have been three episodes that have been released. So we've had episode nine sorry i just burped right into the mic we've had episode nine which was crystal ball uh which was the 200th episode episode 10 50 50 and then episode 11 two queens one joke so what have your thoughts been for the last three episodes um the obviously sasha colby as i always start yeah um she's won two of the three episodes yeah that we're talking about yeah Lucy was like, I've won three challenges because two of them were mini challenges. Oh, and they're like, production said, bet. And gave <laughs> Sasha two wins. Um, the ball challenge was fun. I, yeah. I, there was some really high highs and some really low lows. Okay, but here's the thing. I know that I said in, like when we were talking in our last episode where we talked about drag race that i didn't i thought spice was gonna go a lot farther and then she I literally went home next episode iconic <laughs> iconic I, thank you i i only behave in an iconic way but th- i didn't really think that she deserved to be in the bottom that episode did you um like, i did it was one of the uh, okay it was one um, of the because sh- for me it was just like repeating the same silhouette and the side of the gar the side of her garment looked good from the front mm-hmm. but the side of that garment did not look good okay i mean i i thought that she looked better than others and i i am struggling to remember what the other ones looked like right now but spice did stick out to me as one that i thought i liked the was top mid safe a top doesn't save a look and i liked her racer look i loved her ra- in fact i that's that's the main reason i think she should have been safe like i liked it so much i i it was one of my favorite looks but at, like on Drag Race who would period. you have put in the bottom then to be honest i can't quite remember all of them um lucy was in the bottom or possibly i think i could have seen lucy there maybe marcia i would have put yeah Um, i would probably put marcia down there but also there was was nothing like it was sasha or not sasha it was spice and 
Selena. Selena. Selena was very I obviously did. in the bottom. You think? Yeah. For what? The fit of her garment. Was oh, terrible. That, that one. But what about her looks before that? She, um, the racer look was the baggy. Um, it was like blue. Yeah. Okay. It was a really cute concept. And then she had the bag, the, the, the money, money ball, ball, which was a, I, another really great concept. But, but I, it just wasn't executable. But also, like, I don't think I've ever watched, like, it, I don't think any money ball look was good. You know, it's just like, I think making an outfit out of money is very hard to do. I saw somebody post theirs and they basically made coins into paillettes. Oh, like okay. That's a cool idea. And it looked really good. I forgot who it was that's been eliminated that did that, but it was really good. Mm. Um, Irene has been killing every single one. I, it's such a crime that she's Lucy, gone. the only negative that I had for Lucy at all was her b- bag look yeah it was it was odd it was like a weird midsummer doggy bag thing like, i just didn't understand the connection I like that the between all those was made out of the doggy bags but just like the rest of the dress needed more yeah it was it was like i would have loved if the skirt had just been full of them yeah and and i enjoyed the campiness of her final look but i could reasonably see her being put in the bottom for that i couldn't I, what her final one no you liked her final one yeah i i liked it overall but i i could understand with the first two it just wasn't because i also her, did, i loved her i love oh, her pink racer her racer look hmm. i loved her racer look i know that might be a controversial opinion but i loved that look it wasn't terrible i didn't i didn't love hate Marcia's it. racer look and i know that's a really controversial one a lot of people really loved it for me, with the like rue silhouette of the racer, I felt like to truly get it across, you needed to stick with a pink or a red. Okay, yeah, I agree. Because I, otherwise, you're just wearing a racing uniform, right? Because like you're not really reimagining. Because like look. Anitra's was like she changed the color of it and put some flags on it, like yeah. That, I, I thought it, it missed the mark. The, my, my favorite ones were the ones that stuck with that classic, like checkerboard kind of pattern. And yeah, because even check uh, if Anitra would have had checkerboard on hers, it would have elevated yeah, it, it and made a bit it closer. But would, it would have given more that racer vibe that we were going for. Because like I loved Malaysia's. I don't think that's a popular opinion either. I don't remember the baby what pink. Was. It was like a really really baby pink. Okay. Um. But Sasha kept that like iconic pink and made it into like sportswear evening wear. Mm, yeah, that was good. Um, Lux had a good one. I I, the I feel racer, like I loved uh, mistresses mm. who basically kept the same thing. <gasps> just put the quotes all over it. Mistresses beach ball look. Yeah. Uh. Okay. I thought she should have won. I believe. What was her final one? The, it was the it was oh a the gown, gown. It was yeah a pretty gown. I thought that Mistress sh- sh- could have won. I didn't really like Sasha's weed look. I thought I it was a little strange, but it was I, a little strange. It was just it was a little a, strange. It was a strange. Was a strange. Um, but I, I mean, it you know I think that's just a, a personal thing. Like I, I don't know, I, I wasn't. Cr- it's it's hard to achieve like a, a well look a good looking garment in that middle challenge like the because the purpose is it's unconventional material yeah. so i get that but I, I thought that mistress did the best job with the beach balls and the the gown yeah, i would have probably personally given the win to mistress 
I thought I'm oh, not mad that Sasha got it because yeah. I did love her second look that much. But to me, I I didn't love Sasha's final look with the like oh the Hawaiian thing, mm-hmm. the applique thing on the top with the simple skirt. Yeah, it was. I, I thought that hers kind of had like a a less exciting build each time, whereas Mistress's got more exciting each time. Does that make sense? I think the weed bag was very exciting. Okay. I I, I don't know. It's not that was one of the thing. top looks of the night for me. Mm, interesting. I okay. Um I feel like these three episodes though, uh 9, 10 and 11 are all kind of defined by all right, we're clearing through the girls who just haven't secured that win yet. They just haven't gotten you know, they haven't impressed Rue enough. Um cuz I not to skip too far ahead, but in episode 11, you know, that, that lip sync that we just saw, I think in the past would have been double save worthy, but it was, I think Rue just had it out against Marsha, right? Like it's, I think she, it was clear. She's not going to win. It's clear. She's not getting the point across for what they're go, what they're wanting from her and time for her to go. Since we're on the topic, I don't think we're getting a double save this season. Okay, I don't either. Because also, if you look at the past two challenges, I think if we were going to have a double save, it would have already happened. Mm. Because last week for the interviews, there was two groups of three and a group of two. So there was one missing for the Charo interview. Then this week for the roast, not roast, the stand-up challenge, there was one person that was by themselves. I think either like that we weren't going to have one or the Lala Perusa got like shoved in there randomly. Yeah. Okay. What about, cause it just feels like we've been missing a person each week. I don't think we're going to get one, especially with as much flack as like drag race has gotten for keeping girls for so long when we've got the largest cast that we've ever had. That, see that, that to me is the reason that I think they're not going to do a double save. Cause I, I think that they were like, okay, well if they want people to get eliminated, we'll just fill it up with enough girls. And you know what? I'm not against that. Yeah. I, I think give more opportunities to more entertainers and, and don't, don't release 90 minute episode edits of the first episodes. Yeah. Cause like, Here's the thing. Why are we getting the big episodes at the end with fewer people? Right. That's very frustrating and confusing. Um, what did you think about the the celebrities episode? Like with the 50-50, they interviewed people? Um, I think that episode was probably judged on a curve. Uh, yeah, me Because too. I think if you got a more difficult celebrity, you were given higher praise for succeeding and you were given more grace for failing. Because mm-hmm. I personally don't think Malaysia was the worst. Really? Who do you think was the worst? I think Selena was really bad based on the edit that we got, which Marsha said that she didn't do this bad, but the edit has her doing that bad based on the edit. Marsha should have been in the bottom. It was, who was it again? It was Selena versus Malaysia. Yeah. I think Selena mistress and Marsha were like the big three for me, but mistress ended up having Frankie and Frankie was, the easiest option of all of them it was it was very unnerving to see mistress off her game right like i mean that was it was the first time in 10 episodes that we had seen her not be in control of the situation and it was like girl what are you doing just get a grip um and like um i think lucy really should have won that episode 
Yeah, I do too. I mean, um, but I think we're getting the systemic break, sy- the systemic sy- breakdown of Lucy. The, yeah, but she just got a win. So, but she got it with Lux. Yeah, but still, I mean, so a win we're is a win. still getting a breakdown. I, it could happen. Um, I feel like they're not being as cruel to her as they were to Jan, though. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, she does have two wins now. How do you think that you would do with the fifty-fifty challenge? Um, I, it would entirely depend on who I had and which part of the challenge I had. Honestly, I think that you and I would both do really well with that one. I mean, because like we do this, yeah. you know, like the whole time I was like, we know how to do that. We know how to like make conversation and, and have yeah, those active we're not listening like moments cooking or we're not like walking or riding in a go-kart. Although I think Lux had the easiest of the love Connie ones because love Connie was driving the go-kart. So Love Connie couldn't be completely in character chaotic because she still did have to focus on what she was actually doing. True, true. I get that. But also I think that Lux is um I, I thought she did she did a good job for what it was, but I there were a few moments in there where I was like, Oh, you should say this, you should like rebuttal with this um this this phrase or something. Make a joke here. And she didn't she missed those, but what I think Lux makes up for that I cannot do is she just is so familiar with pop culture. Yeah. Like I don't know if it was given to her or if she just knew that uh, Love the Connie reference was to, in um, Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. Thank you. Yes. Um, and but I, I would not have known that. Nope. I, I the only reference I have for Love Connie was when she was on Drag Race in season eleven. Um, and it's just like, yeah. this is gonna sound like I'm hating Sasha this whole episode. When in fact I want Sasha to win the whole season and I'm not mad at any of her wins, but she's not who I would have given the wins to. Yeah. I would have given that win to Lucy first, Lux second. Lucy first, Lux. So Lucy for the, Oh, like in that order. Yeah. Like, okay. So we're doing first and second place again. What do you, okay. All this also, second I'm place, tired of that. the second place, mid safe, high safe, low safe, all that shit. <laughs> I'm just like, also, Lucy being the only one that gets called out for thinking she should have won when Lux will do it, when Marsha will do it, and Lucy's the only one getting a hard time about it. Vixen actually tweeted about it. She was like, do y'all just that. think she's a easy target or something? And I think that's what it is. And I also think why they might be going for Lucy over Marsha, which RIP Marsha now, um, now that she's out of the competition. Yeah. I think they also are like, Lucy's a bigger com- competition than Marsha is. I think they see that as so well. So why would I go for the person that I don't see as competition when I can try to break down this person that I think is a strong contender? I also think it has the most to do with Lucy giving them a reaction, you know, because w- when... Yeah, but Lux when- does too. Sure, but like... But, but Lux will you were talking backpedal. About, you were talking about Lucy and Marsha, right? Yeah, but so I, like, but it, with Marsha, I think if you accuse her of something, like you remember we saw that with Malaysia and her, or yeah, Malaysia and um, Marsha, the second she got called out, she was like, okay, I'm sorry. And like, there's no reaction. But Lucy is like, I'll say you think... Like, I think want to come out at you. Lucy is like the only person on cast that hasn't backpedaled. Right. Yeah. And, and she also becomes super petty. And it's, because, like, it's funny. <laughs> anybody else when they're conf- being confronted, except for Sasha, because she's not being confronted because she's perfect. Um, Honestly. Anybody else when they get confronted about things, a lot of them will backpedal. I don't think Malaysia ever did. But like everybody else will backpedal and be like, huh, I was just joking. When did Lux backpedal? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just not remembering that. With like, she did it with Mistress about the whole like, 
I wanted metal and being like, we were just joking about it. I don't think you should oh. be calling me a bully because it was all just a joke. And I do think that was bullying, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I, I don't think it was a joke. Yeah, I, th- I think they were just being rude to be rude. But yeah, okay. I Yeah, I agree. Th- these dynamics are very interesting this season. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that we're getting down to this smaller. And I don't mind the drama. And the drama is about the yeah. competition. Thank you, Drag Race, for yeah. not doing what Titans did. <laughs> right, they they learned from Dragula. What uh, did you feel sad when Spice was gone, though, or were you happy? I felt it was appropriate. I was kind of bummed. Like, I, I Spice th- is one where these elimination orders, are, except for Malaysia last week, are making sense to me because these feel like it feels like it's their time to go. Oh, you didn't think Malaysia deserved to go? I don't think Malaysia deserved to be in the bottom. I I think it was nearing her time to go, but I don't think she deserved to be in the bottom last week. But the minute she said that she was playing safe, I said, okay, Robin Fierce, you're going home. Yeah. Because once you say that you feel like you've been playing it safe, you're going home that episode. Right. That that rubs her the wrong way. Because no matter how well you do in that lip sync, they're going to edit it to make you look, unless like the other person just bombs. They're going to edit it to make you look oh my God, so like things. you did so much better because it's just like you, you're playing it safe and they don't want somebody playing it safe. Did you? Okay, hold on. I have too many thoughts going through my head. Spice. I was sad to see her go because... But you love to watch her leave? Well, nah. I mean, now she's posting all these like thirst traps, which I'm not, I'm not against. But um, she... I, I thought we were going to get even if it was edited this way, this true redemption moment from spice. That's where, what all stars is for. I know, but like, I thought it like it, it was a unique opportunity, right? To I see, think we did get some kind of redemption out of spice. I mean, she never was in the top. She just struggled from the moment that sugar left. And I, I felt that I she, thought what was going to happen was everyone was going to take her under her wing. And, and, I, maybe I'm totally wrong for this. And she was about to like learn very quickly, soak shit up and then be this fierce diva on the runway. And it just never, ha- it was just, Oh, this pitiful thing. And I felt so sad to watch. And I really wanted to but see her. Can have you that really growth. expect that much growth to happen in three weeks? I think yes. And no, I think had, I, I think had had people done what I don't think would have been the smart thing, right? Like if 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 Mistress had really taught her like how to perform, how to how to do these things, how to then, that's not something you can learn in three weeks. I, I know, but I think that I just I see that Spice could have done it, and I see the potential there, and I'm like, I just want to see you grow, and no one to water you like a flower. So but, while Flap is an idealist, I'm a realist. I I, I, <laughs> I know how long it took me to grow. Ah. Uh, it's I, but I and there's I, only so much you can do when you're sequestered and in seclusion. Yeah. Anyways, I, I'm I, I was sad to see Spice go, and I definitely felt that her presence was not felt anymore. And and to be honest, I didn't realize how much I liked her until she was gone. And uh, now that she is, I'm I'm a little sad. Um, but go, changing things around, the Miss Malaysia versus Sasha. Or God damn it! Versus Selena lip sync. Oh my God! So did you hear the drama behind Mistress supposedly being in the bottom? Oh, I heard about that. Where M- Mistress was saying they were setting it up for a Malaysia Mistress lip sync. Yeah, which would have made sense, right? We would have gotten this payoff because they've had kind of this com- combative thing going all. Even though they're sisters season. and they love each other, they like to pester each other. Yes, and 
apparently mistress said to Malaysia, look, I am tapping out. If I, if I'm in the bottom, I, think I don't know the words, dance, do dance circles around I think me. She kept saying stay. it loud enough for production to hear apparently. And they were like, okay, well then shit, we're going to put Selena in the bottom of her mistress. And like, here's the thing. I, that lip sync pissed me off. Why? Because, because of Jinx and Shay? Yes. Okay. I, I wondered if that was where this was going. Because like if Shay is going to lose a lip sync for doing choreography to a, which is lesser known choreography than the single ladies choreography and doing it well versus Selena winning a lip sync doing like the most chaotic version of the single ladies choreography. So fucking frantic. It it felt desperate. I don't, and I don't hmm. want to feel like somebody is desperate when they're lip syncing. I, di- I didn't feel desperation coming I from did. Selena, but I will. I, I, didn't I, I will agree it. with you. The first I didn't just feel it. I could see it and I could taste it. When <laughs> I, could I could taste the desperation, it. it was a four D experience. Um, they, but when when she started doing the choreo, my I was immediately taken to the Shay Jinx lip sync. Right, but looking back now. I think the variable here is the person that the like who is doing the lip sync, who's doing the choreo is lip syncing against, right? Because I feel like Malaysia got a, like stumbled it's a all bit in the and edit. became a lot it's it, in true. The edit. But from what we were presented, I felt that I remember watching All Star Seven, and I think I said this when we were doing our review. I felt that based on what we saw, could be totally wrong in real life, but based on what we saw, I felt that it looked like Shay was just so in the like remembering the choreo she wasn't performing as much as she was like remembering the choreo whereas i felt selena in this was doing the choreo while like looking at the judges and still performing and the thing that really impressed me about selena in that lip sync was her hair came down but it still looked good after that updo which was shocking good it looked it looked presentable like it, it, it wasn't like oh wow she walked out in this on purpose but like the yeah are you kidding and I'm not the only one who feels this way. I know for a fact that like it, like other people feel like surprised that her updo fell and sh- it still looked good. Cause I think that she would have been dead I in the water. I would say that, that it looked good. I think it looked not a complete train wreck it, still, but I mean, I compared to Malaysia, very different things. Like from what we saw from Malaysia in the edit, it looked like she was like getting out of breath. Like Selena was truly just dancing circles around her. And I she think we watched up. a different lip sync. What? Well, I don't know. I I like Selena, and based on I this, too like Selena. Well, based on this trend that we're seeing, right, where these people who haven't had wins did Marsha have a win? Nope. Okay, she was on the top a lot, right? Where these people who haven't had wins Always are being sent home. I'm very nervous for Selena, and they I think keep, it's her time. They keep putting her in the bottom. I think it's her time. But in this comedy challenge, I think that she made a mistake. In she should have been being solo. She should have gone solo because when she was with Mistress, Mistress brought her down, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had, I, I thought Lucy and Lux or Lux would win. Um, I was so surprised but, at Sasha and Anitra. I thought they were going to be solidly safe. Oh, really? I didn't think no. they were going to bomb. They're the dancing divas. They are not the comedy. But queens. they've done so well in all the acting and improv and comedy shit. Anitra hasn't. Anitra's been safe. Yeah, but like 
Sasha's been great. high safe like that first improv <laughs> acting challenge or whatever <laughs> high safe but no what didn't she get critiqued and wasn't she like in the top or something I don't think she was maybe, maybe I'm forgetting I mean it's been what we're on episode 11 now it's been a lot but I um I, I was hoping Selena might snag the win in this I also thought although I didn't really I was like, hoping Lucy would snag the win and yeah I'm glad she got it too I, I, I don't I think her, it should have been a double win Oh really? I think it's a. I think it was a double win because Lux did a wee oh. wee poll reference. Yeah. I think that's the reason it was a double win. But for Selena, I think that I really liked the story behind her look, but I didn't. Like, you know, it was about yeah. um, crossing the border, and I, I just didn't really think the look looked finished enough. Um, but the other thing, did you see where Lux talked about the creation of her wee wee poll look? No. That shit is insane. She had a designer back out on her for the um, strips. The strips runway? Shredded. Shredded. That's it. Shredded. Ripper to shreds. Yeah, that's what it was called. And so the person backed out that was supposed to make it for her. And it was like the day she was packing, packing to leave. Her friends were packing for her. Like, and I know this experience all too well from Camp Wanakiki. Like, thank God I had people packing for me while I was doing the final touches. But she went and bought like a, she called every single like Hibbit sports in her area and found the um, football pads. The football pads. Yes. And she made that look in her hotel room um, at drag race. So for her to go and to make RuPaul cry and to win, I think is very impressive. So like, I want to give Lux that because if there's anything that she is, it, was it is smart. intelligent. It was very smart. It wasn't my favorite look, but I, I, she's just so smart. She knows her pop culture. Like and and to to be able to think with that kind of clarity in such a high stress situation, that impresses me. So, shout out to Lex. I like her. All right, have we beat this drag race dead horse enough? <laughs> I'm just like it's odd to me that they did a team double win, but they didn't put a team in the bottom. You know, give me another Sasha Anitra lip sync. I don't think I need. I don't think Sasha should have been lip syncing, but like you just want it. I want to see her lip sync. Because I love it so much. Yeah, she she is pretty amazing. Um, I would love to see her lip sync again, but I have a feeling we're not going to get it until the finale. She I might- have a feeling I'm going to get it next week in person. Oh, right. yes. At the I was time like, this is coming out this what, coming what you weekend. Getting, you getting some? All right. Anything else about Drag Race? Um, Team Sasha. I'm Team Mistress. I'm going to hold out for that. She hasn't uh, disappointed me too much yet, so I'm, I'm still on Team Mistress. Who do you think the top four is going to be? I think the top four are going to be Sasha and Mistress definitely are in there. I think, I mean, this changes things up. Anitra was in my top four. This was her second time in the bottom. This was her second time in the bottom. And uh, Lucy and Lux now are the have the second highest amount of wins. So to me, it's looking like Lucy, Lux, Sasha, Mistress fair i still think anitra's gonna be up there and i think it's gonna be a battle between lux and lucy to get to the top oh it's like that final spot i can see that happening that would make sense um okay because i feel like that's what we're getting is we're getting lucy lucy and lux head to head i don't think they're gonna let both of them in the top four do you think sasha's gonna win it all oh yeah yeah me too like um all right. Well, are you ready to talk about some news in the world? Sure. Okay. So one person, one thing I wanted to show you, I don't know. Have you seen this? Um, Joshua Bassett 
No. Okay, so... Who the hell is Joshua Bassett? Joshua Bassett is a TV star from Disney's High School Musical TV series. Okay? And so he received an so award. You got a TV series about that shit now? Yes. But I think it... I, I don't really follow it. It's not, you know what? I'm not even going to say what I think it is. But yes, he is on that. And he received <laughs> a Kids Choice Award, award for it. And this is what he had to say when he received his award. I want to say something. There are a lot of people here who are burdened, brokenhearted, and have been beaten down by life. And I'm here to tell you, for those of you who have lost hope, there is a very real God who loves you more than you will ever possibly know. Okay? His promise is peace, and my testimony is my healing. Remember, forgive quickly, love freely, and walk courageously. Love always wins in the end. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Okay. So he wins this Kids' Choice Award, and he goes and he takes this opportunity to like share his faith. But something interesting about um, this guy is that he has been involved with... Um, he, he's gotten some criticism for being involved with a church that is very anti-LGBTQ+. And he also has had moments where he's come out gone back into the closet and i think that we are seeing kind of in real time um him struggling with that yeah and because to me this just reminded me of that scared moment in my life where i was like i'm gonna go to hell for being queer and i was doing everything i could to overcompensate and prove to people that i wasn't you know the trauma from being growing up in a Christian household. Exactly. But not not like, just Christian, but like a certain type of Southern Baptist. Christ, Southern Baptist specifically that oh my god. I, As I somebody that went to Christian high yeah. school and elementary, I can very much relate to on that trauma. I, I, I'm sure. Um yeah. And it's just like I don't know. A lot of that that was just said could have easily been said the same without bringing God into the equation. True. But also, like, I think that Even everyone though, like, everyone thanks God when you get an award, right? Like, that's just, for some reason, that's a thing that humans do. Also, like, but based this was on, different. like, what, like, the Bible says, there was nothing incorrect about what he said at all. Right. That was really more true to what a Christian should be than anything else. That's just not how Christians today act. Mm-hmm. He, he's getting a lot of flack for this online, especially because of his involvement with the the, the anti LGBTQ. Also, why do it at a kid's thing? So, yeah, do it, it at an adult thing. It seems a little groomy, if you ask me, for kids. Um, but yeah, especially with the Southern Baptist Convention, something I learned this week. One of my favorite podcasts is Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness, and they did an episode recently about. Um, the evolution of the church in the U S and one of the things I never fucking realized in my entire life. And keep in mind, I grew up in a Southern Baptist household was that the Southern Baptist convention is a result of the Confederacy. Were you aware of this? I was not, but I am not all, I'm not surprised in the lead least like somehow that clicked for me. Like that all made sense now, right? It's like, 
no wonder these, it's all white these yes it's all white like there there are these i remember hearing these weird scriptures that i never like heard of in the bible that were about like red birds should only be with red birds and blue birds should only be oh, with i never blue heard birds. that shit. like yeah it was and, and like when i heard that and i and i finally understood oh my god like it it it's like it's critical race theory you know like understanding that these institutions you grew up in were just historically racist and i like knew they were but now i understand why yeah so i don't know and it's like also it's all connected to me they don't want any of that like exposed like they don't they don't want people they don't want this being public knowledge Mm -hmm. just like um i saw a video on tiktok this week uh i think it was from like an actual show this lady was talking about how there was a bill that was proposed in Florida that if like your demo, if your party had ever like supported slavery or something like that, you wouldn't be allowed to vote your political party. Um, interesting. Um, which is specifically being targeted at Democrats because historically parties were swapped. The mm-hmm. conservatives were Democrats and the liberals were Republicans. And you should have learned this in eighth grade history, everyone. And over time it swapped and she went through like why it all swapped. And she's just like, she was just like pointing out the plots and the plot holes in all of this of like, and what they were trying to do, because basically they were trying to prevent it from like, if you were a Democrat to be, you couldn't be allowed to vote in primaries Hmm. or because it was just like your party didn't exist because they were trying to get rid of the Democratic Party in Florida. I don't know all the 100% details. That's very, very glossing over it. Yeah. I know that there's oftentimes these bills that are uh, presented. But I mean, it's made national headlines. Right. But there's oftentimes these bills that are presented to make a point rather than to be taken seriously. Like the one about uh, all men or all all males should be, um, uh, what's it called when you have the surgery so you can't like, make a baby uh you know what it's called you know what i'm talking about yes because it i think the v right uh, a vasectomy vasectomy it said all like all males should have a vasectomy and then Honestly, they can they should. reverse it when they're because 18 vasectomies are reversible and you should be able to like here's the thing i'm about to go on a rant flop like, of the week <laughs> here's the thing women have it's supposedly the women's responsibility to take all of these precautions about being on birth control and making sure that he is using protection and birth control is not 100%. Mm-hmm. Condoms aren't 100%. Right. But you know what? It's the woman that gets left with this at the end of the day. Right. And men, women can only have baby so often but yet a guy can go and get three girls pregnant in a week right but yet it's the woman's responsibility but yet the men want to make the laws about the women's responsibility and also tell them that they can't have an abortion right so you are preaching to the choir i'm just sort it's of realizing like, we, we went down a real rabbit hole here with uh <laughs> after but we were, this is just about joshua bassett's sparking controversy <laughs> um but yet no you are right i mean it, but I, hopefully these bills are just existing to like prove a point and to cause conversation to help people get to so that we can move on and deal with the real issues in the world, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of real issues in the world and also on sort of that, uh, sexual front, have you heard about miss Shigella? 
Laquafa Wadley? Uh, <laughs> no, she was not on Drag Race. Um, so the CDC is warning about an increase in a drug-resistant um, bacteria called Shigella. It is highly transmissible. It's being frequently passed in the MSM or men who have sex with men or gay community. So um, just make sure you're protecting yourself because uh, symptoms of this are uh, inflammable diarrhea and it is very hard to cure. So please just make sure that you're out there protecting yourself. If there's a vaccine, please get it, make sure you're educated, but there has just been a huge rise of that in 2023. So we want to make sure that we are sharing that information to help protect our fellow queers in the community. Any thoughts on Miss Shigella other than she has a cunty name? Flop. <laughs> yeah, this is truly our flop of the week. Um, and last but certainly not least, you know, we've talked a lot about the Tennessee drag bands this week and RuPaul has finally spoken out about it. Um, I know that, that she was getting a lot of flack about not saying anything as which is well, as she always does look over there. Oops, sorry. Uh, which I know she's considered like a lot of people consider her to be the most famous or most powerful drag queen in the world. And I think arguably she is. And so now she's finally spoken out. So I'm going to play this clip and um, I want to hear your thoughts. Hey, look over there. A classic distraction technique, distracting us away from the real issues that they were voted into office to focus on jobs, health care, keeping our children safe from harm at their own school. But we know that bullies are incompetent at solving real issues. They look for easy targets so they can give the impression of being effective. I'm obsessed with the flag waving in the background. They think our love, our light, our laughter, and our joy are signs of weakness. (laughs) But they're wrong, because that is our strength. Drag queens are the marines of the queer movement. Don't get twisted and don't be distracted. Register to vote so we can get these stunt queens out of office and put some smart people with real solutions into government. And by the way, a social media post has never been as powerful as a registered vote. Hey, look over. Th- what do you think? Um, remind me to put a pin in the Marine thing because I have a story to tell. <laughs> Not the game um, Marines. But I think there's a lot of really good things said in this. Same. Um, especially like. A social media post has never been as powerful as a vote. Right. Like, I think there's a lot of really good things in this, but also, like, why do we have to be compared to Marines? (laughs) (laughs) And that's not what I need to put the pin in the Marine thing about. I want to finish this conversation, and then I've got a story. But, I mean, I I think she is... uh, First of all, I'm I'm very happy that she took this time to say something. Like, I I just think it was much needed. I'm sure we will see this look on a future episode of Drag Race UK or something. I want to say something smart-ass about being like, oh, she's like gotta open with a drag race quote but also like of why wouldn't she yeah and and it was i think it's relevant because it yeah. was the political episode of season and 12 it was used very wisely yeah because um, it's right i mean gosh the, the amount of things that are happening in this world and you're gonna come after queer people like for existing and for performing it it's just like odd to me though sometimes how long it takes rue to respond to things because of Rue's history. What do you of mean? 
like just talk like how Rue has always been like drag is political and like especially early seasons of drag race especially yeah. early seasons of drag race and talking about how drag is not the mainstream and will never be the mainstream well we're here we are mainstream right. um and just like even like we we pull and a lot of like older Rue being so politically charged mm-hmm. which is not at all what Rue is these days, except for when it's election year and you got an election challenge on Drag Race. Yeah, red, white, and blue themed runways. Um, I I agree and disagree. I think that now she has reached a certain platform, and this is something I I will say I I heard from someone else that like enlightened me a bit in my thinking on it. Um, I think every day for RuPaul is a political moment, like just purely existing as a queer black drag queen who has the largest platform in the world and who is mobilizing hundreds of drag queens by giving them platforms. You know what? I think she's pretty active and I'm willing to cut her some slack for being delayed on this, but I, I am glad she ultimately recognized this is impacting us. And I as probably the most powerful drag queen in the world need to say something. Yeah. So I like, I'm glad she said something Me too, but also like I'm tired of, doing drag being political i'm tired of that wait doing drag being political yeah like being inherently political just because you do drag like why can't we just get to a point where we are doing drag and it's not a political statement it's to just be in drag form you know i hear you it shouldn't have to be a political statement just because you do drag yeah i you know i under i understand what you're saying but i think i like, don't know that i'm phrasing it the best no but I, but I hear you like it shouldn't be controversial for us to be assigned male at birth but right. to present in a feminine way right if we want to um but from that Tyler also, Perry can do it and it's not political right but I also think that pearls are made from being from experiencing pressure and from experiencing agitation yeah we need to perform that number um and so I I, I think that we probably never would have had this beautiful art form that we have and wouldn't have been able to appreciate it the way we do had it not been for the struggles we have to face like Uh, this. So like, I get that, but like, when are we going to get to the point that it's not? Yeah. Hopefully in our lifetime, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, Marines. Um, so I have an interesting story of something that happened this week that I just remembered. Did you fuck a Marine? You know? Okay. Um, Somebody that I went to high school with <laughs> recently like reached out to me. I don't even think I told Mark about this story. Um, <laughs> Wait, they wanted you to be a Marine? No. <laughs> okay. They are, I think, living in like Huntsville now. They're a homosexual. They were not out as a homosexual in high school, but they were obviously very flamboyant. They were family. Um, and now they're married to a Marine, and they were like, oh my god i heard you do shows now and i was like yeah i have been for seven years it's a lot of fun um (laughs) where you been (laughs) and they were like my husband has always wanted to like do drag but like half drag half marine because he's a marine and i was like oh that's half drag half marine like literally like do you remember back i think it was like season seven ish era of drag race when all those pictures were going around of like the guy of the drag queens who would get half of their face in drag and half of it was like them out of drag. 
I, I've seen stuff like the that. The split drag, like yeah. half out of drag, half in drag. Oh, like that runway? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yes, I've seen that but, runway, and I've seen that concept done a and few And that times. was, like, inspired by, like, a big, like, photography movement that happened mm. in that era. You know, I think um, we had a local entertainer who... I, I don't think they do drag anymore, Alexis Diarmani. I think she did some stuff like that, because she was in some form of the military. Um, Anyways, but, yes. This person wanted to, like, their husband wanted to, like, do a half drag like that. And I'm like, and then I was just like, oh, that's cool. Like, just kind of, like, being nice and cordial. And then they proceeded to be like, yeah, but drag's not really my thing. I I watch RuPaul with my husband because he loves it. But it's not really my thing. I don't think I'll ever get into it. But you never know. He may convince me to get into it. But I'm And I'm just thinking the whole time, I'm like, you're literally like talking down on the art form that I do that I'm do like, these are words that you didn't have to say. Yeah. And it's, it's not that it's a problem that you feel this way because drag is not for everyone and that's okay, but you don't have to say it and you don't have to say it at the same time of what feels like, whether it's what's happening or not, what feels like you're asking for my help to get your husband into half drag. Also, I don't want to help put your husband in half Marine drag. (laughs) And that's your right. You don't have to, (laughs) but do you think that maybe they were, although they were saying one thing, right? Like uh, and talking down in a way, do you think that they were maybe processing a different feeling that they just didn't know how to express when they were talking to you? I don't know, but regardless, it's not my problem. Fair. Like I shouldn't have to, for somebody that has shown up out of the blue, that wasn't even particularly a, like we didn't interact a ton in high school and I went to a tiny school, but somebody that also wasn't particularly nice to me back then. Mm. Um, not that they were like a bully, but they also weren't nice to me. Yeah. Um, but like for you to just show up out of the blue and be like my husband and then like <laughs> not even thinking about the implications of what you're saying to me. It's just like, that's a little odd. Like, I don't owe you anything and you didn't have to come say this. Yeah. It was just, it, it was a really uncomfy like interaction. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm so fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry that it was uncomfortable. I, I hope that they're okay. And like that they're just processing something. I'm that- like, it's fine if they're processing, but like process it on your own <laughs> or like, <laughs> Or like learn, like, it's not my job to tell somebody that I like, to like, I don't know. It's It just feels, I don't know. It was. I hear you. No, that's a weird interaction. Yeah, yeah that totally is. I mean, because it's had, not my job to like put my feelings aside on something to make totally. sure that you're. That you're comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah. I've, I've had several people ask me before if I like do their, if I'll do their makeup or something and and that's not something I'm I'm necessarily comfortable that with, too, especially for like also, a regular photo shoot. But I I I know for me, I do not mind talking. You know, I, I think that's something I I love to do. For me, like, it's in how it's. For me, it's not something that I mind having those conversations. It's how it's said and how it's brought up. Yeah, it's important and, to understand. Like, if you're insulting someone in the way you're asking, and it's yeah. also like that there was no lead up to this conversation at all. It all just felt very random. So there was no like, oh, hey, how have you been? 
It's just like, oh, I heard you. It was like, hi, I see you (laughs) cross-dressed. Yeah. Hi, I'm a faggot now. Yeah. But not even saying that, just being like, I have a husband and I know you cross-dress. Interesting. Well, maybe they heard this RuPaul statement about us being the Marines of the queer community and they thought that meant a Marine. We were in, I don't know. Here's the thing. Wait, wait, hold on. What if, uh, you know, like space, uh, what's it called? Space, uh, Trump introduced space something. The sp- space force or space whatever. Space force. Yeah. What would the drag queen version of that be? The um, mascara force. Teletubby teleport us to Mars. Teletubby teleport us to Mars force. <laughs> Booberella. <laughs> right. Um, that drag race episode. But like, my thing is too. Like, I steer fairly clear of both cops and military. There's a lot of military people that I've had interactions with. I think that not should be a drag them, name. Millie, Terry. Not all of the military queers that I've had interactions with are bad, but there's quite a few that I've had some very toxic interactions with. And it's like quite a few. Yeah, I, I can see that. And it's just like, I have no interest in voluntarily putting myself in that situation. Right. Well, Fawn, what would you say is your Fawn of the week for this episode? My fawn of the week is going to be the Amazon wig that got here in a day after the first one was (laughs) fucked up. I'm glad. I'm glad. That one fucked up after it took, was fucked up when it got here after it took forever to get here. And then we ordered a new one from a different company that got here the next day. Nice. So... I love that. Yeah, it's nice to be able to get drag so instantly. I'm feeling that right now. Um, my fawn of the week, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I got to go to the Clinton Global Initiative University with my students, and there was one speaker in particular that was really moving to me, and I didn't realize how moving it would be, and that was, we got to hear from Pete Buttigieg. Um, I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, the f- former presidential candidate and current... Um, faggot. Of current faggot in chief. <laughs> uh, no, was, he's the... Secretary of Transportation, I believe. And he's not trans, though. No, he's not. No, he's not. But one thing that he said when he was speaking was um, this quote about he he was with his friends and they were all asking, well, why doesn't our town do this? Why don't they do this? Why don't they fix this? Why don't they bring more life to the downtown area? But then they all realized, well, we're part of this town. Why don't we? And for me, that was just a really big click moment like why don't i why don't we and so because we're paying the government taxes for a reason they should take care of it for us you're right they should but also i think that as we're dealing with our government turning on us right now we need to not count on them to do things like why don't we take that action ourselves yeah so that's my fawn of the week that was just something that was meaningful to me well Thanks, everyone, again for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Bye. Ta-ta.
Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at Flapping and Fawning Pod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta ta.